A special thanks goes out to the folks at Anchor.fm for bringing you this podcast. Putin's invasion and war over Ukraine show no signs of stopping. But thanks to social media, America and the world is strong in its resolve. I'm Tom Zania, and this is Tom Reads Your Story. Coming to you almost live, it's time once again for Tom Reads Your Story, the number one spoken word podcast on the web for audiobooks, social media posts, current events, and just plain whatever. So let's start the show. For the next half hour, I'll be your host. I'm voice actor and podcaster, Tom Zania. And we are back. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Tom Reads Your Story. I'm glad you're here. Um, you know, I've lived everywhere, <laughs> it seems like, in my many years here in New York. Uh, I live in Brooklyn now. But um, I lived in a place that I think was probably the best of all the neighborhoods I lived in. And that place is Ridgewood, Queens. Ridgewood is a Ukrainian neighborhood. They are fighters and they are fighting through this. And they have the resolve of all of us, of just everyday people, of athletes, famous actors, politicians. With the exception, of course, of Donald Trump, who we obviously know now was in cahoots with Vladimir Putin and uh, came out in support of his invasion of Ukraine, which is a sad thing, but uh, typical of him. So I decided to do what it is that we've been doing on Tom Read Your Story, and that is to put some of these posts from Facebook regarding this situation. And I decided to include music as well. Um, I have uh, posts from uh, Rodney Vaccaro, uh, Joe Zania, who happens to be my brother, by the way, and uh, my good friend Brooks Parola and... Uh, Don Phelan, an old friend from uh, Grand Rapids. And I, uh, I'm i not going to put these in any particular order. Um, they each have their own opinion and writing style. Uh, I'm not going to announce each one. I'm going to put them up back to back. There might be stingers in between them. Uh, but uh, I want to... Uh, read from the website for the Ukrainian Chorus Dumka of New York, you more than likely saw them sing and heard them sing on Saturday Night Live uh, a week or two ago. Uh, it was a rousing performance, and I'm getting a little choked up thinking about it. 
Uh, I'm going to play it again for you, and I know you've heard it before, but I um, re-engineered the recording uh, to make it sound a lot better than uh, what you heard on television. Uh, it's it's sort of remixed in a way. Um, but let me read this from uh, their website. The Ukrainian chorus Dunka continuously preserves and cultivates the rich musical heritage of Ukraine. For 65 years, it has enriched the cultural and spiritual life of the Ukrainian diaspora, while also generating enthusiasm in the American and European public. With a wide repertoire, including Ukrainian folk, classical, and sacred music, the chorus has performed at Carnegie Hall, Alice Tully Hall, Avery Fisher Hall, Town Hall, Madison Square Garden, the Brooklyn Academy of Music, St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York, the Kennedy Center for Performing Arts in Washington, D.C., the PNC Bank Arts Center in New Jersey, as well as concert halls of many European capitals, among them the Royal Albert Hall in London. In 1990, the chorus made a successful concert tour of England, Austria, Germany, France, and Ukraine, where it was received with great enthusiasm in Kiev, Poltava, and Kniv. Ladies and gentlemen, the Ukrainian Chorus Dumka of New York. Facebook, February 27, 2022, by Josenia. Patriotism. Most of the time cheap, some of the time expensive. Ukrainian citizens we're seeing on TV and social media are giving us new meanings for the words patriot and citizen. In America, we now have what I call self-styled patriots. They actually use that word who make a political living telling us they are patriots. Many ordinary Americans also refer to themselves that way, even though there is nothing in their lives to substantiate the claim. 
It's often claimed at Trump rallies, and Trump himself refers to his adoring fans as patriots. Meanwhile, in Ukraine, ordinary people are taking up arms to fight a well-equipped Russian army that, on paper, should be able to crush that nation and all its people in a matter of hours. They are willing to lay their lives on the line rather than give their country over to Putin. They are bleeding and dying for a free Ukraine. Clearly, they are true citizens and patriots. Words and their meanings are important. Please don't degrade them to suit your political views. No matter your political preferences, please don't rob the words patriot and citizen of their weight. If you're not sure of their true meanings, look to Ukraine. From Facebook, March 3rd, 2022, by Don. The Russian government has shut down the Internet and inbound media from BBC and Radio Free Europe, and the Russian journalists have been warned they will face 15 years in prison for spreading fake news, which uses words like war, invasion, instead of liberation. A 25-year-old woman is pleading in her phone calls to her mother in Moscow to believe her that Russia is bombing civilian targets. Her mother responded, The Russian army would never do that. The Cold War era of state-censored news is one of Putin's most powerful weapons. What did we do with those printing presses that produced millions of flyers to drop on the German army in World War II? I'm certain the majority of those Russian troops don't have a clue they are murderers. From Facebook, March 6, 2022, by Rodney. This is really interesting. Bravo to the UK dock workers. This is why I am cynical about the so-called sanctions. The UK laws that sanction Russian goods only sanction Russian ships and not Russian cargo. So all the criminals who run Russia, also known by the name oligarch, or sometimes oil industry, or recently Trump purchasers, all they had to do was put their blood oil into ships not registered as Russian. The dock workers in the UK saw through this ruse and are refusing to unload any criminal Russian products. I find all this fascinating because I study history. I have often said that World War I was a war about ending imperialism. It was really a squabble fought by poor people on behalf of a bunch of rich first cousins. In the middle of it, 1917, there was a workers' revolution which threatened to go worldwide. But that was stopped. Know how? A pandemic. Getting interested? Everything that followed World War I was about establishing a new world order which was based on capitalist imperialism. And that is what this conflict in the Ukraine is right now. This isn't a war between nations. This is an argument in the boardroom between guys zooming from their yachts between cocktails. And when it ends, a bunch of kids of people like you and I will be murdered. And the guys who started the war will all go out for three martini lunches together, shaking hands and posing for pictures congratulating each other. Also. Gee, who was president of the U.S. of A. when the USSR fell? 
Google that and see which grinning piece of shit shows up. Here's a hint. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall so we could build an ATM. From Facebook, February 27, 2022. By Brooks. As we watch Putin invade Ukraine after four years of Trump coddling him, right-wing media continues to do so, and trashing NATO, the voters of this nation better be looking themselves in the mirror and asking themselves some tough questions. As Trump and the GOP keep showing us, democracy is fragile. Our democracy inherently demands not just compromise, but a fundamental understanding that when you have a system that allows everyone a say and allows the minority to obstruct, it's often difficult to get things done. And as we saw with Germany in the 20s, that creates openings for strong men to exploit that unfortunate lack of progress. But folks, stop and think about it. The alternative is Hitler. The alternative is Putin. We must stop encouraging forces that would destroy our democracy and start fighting like hell for it, despite its imperfections and understandable frustrations, before it's too late. It's all we've got. From Facebook, March 3rd, 2022. By Buck. The difference between selfless and selfish couldn't be more clearly depicted than split-screen images of courageous Ukrainians standing up for their country and childish American truckers parading against masks and vaccinations. But isn't that what we've become? Before the pandemic began to pick us off, when was the last time we were asked to reflect in our own behavior the sacrifices of others? It was World War II. Korea. Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan all became just movies nobody wanted to see. Nothing was asked of us, so nothing was given. Except for the families whose children were fighting for survival in the mountains or jungles or deserts, life went on as if that wasn't happening. No rationing, no bond drives, no vigils. Turn off the news. Nobody wants to see that. Yesterday, I watched Nicole Wallace's moving remote conversation with Igor Novikov, one of President Zelensky's associates, who showed the character of the people of Ukraine, an ordinary guy with extraordinary courage and resolve, in love with his country and its heritage, willing to go back out in the streets and, if necessary, die to keep it free. Then, as necessary to keep the wheels of commerce oiled, the program paused for a commercial break, segueing into fluffy ads for luxury cars and headache pills and arch supports and dog food. It wasn't wrong, because that's our way of life. But there it was. The difference between us and reality. Compare the unarmed people of Ukraine risking all they have to confront Russian soldiers with the rifled riffraff who stormed our capital with their imagined grievances. If that doesn't shame us all, we've truly lost our way.
Katie Malua is someone who you have no doubt no doubt heard of uh, if you're a fan of great music. Katie um, is a singer-songwriter with a very, very unique voice, um, born in Georgia. And I don't mean Atlanta. I mean Georgia in the former Soviet Union. And raised in England. Um, and you can easily tell that by her accent. She uh, has two very good videos. One of them is called Nine Million Bicycles. Go to Google and look for this. It's one of the most interesting music videos you've ever seen. I guarantee it. And also, uh, Closest Thing to Crazy, which I think is her first big international hit. She's not heard of very much uh, in America. Uh, she's, I guess, kind of an international artist. Uh, but she is on my Facebook, and this next piece that you're going to hear is from her. Now, I have to say something here, and I, I, I wish I didn't have to say it, but uh, it's not a great-sounding recording. She recorded it in what looks like her home, but there is very obviously windows open because you can hear traffic and trucks going by and things like that. Whether that was intentional or not, I don't know. Uh, I'll leave that up to you. But um, this is a song uh, about a mother speaking to her child. And first you'll hear uh, her speak, or not her speaking, but you'll hear something uh, explaining the song and a translation of it, and then it'll go into the recording of the song. From Facebook, Katie Malua, my relatives in Kiev and Kharkiv, Ukraine, sent me this traditional folk song. It starts with an image by a river in western Ukraine. It's a conversation between a son and his mom. My English translation is below. Please, pray for peace and courage for all of us to be good and free. Duckling on the river Tisnia. Duckling on the river Tisnia. Mother, don't scold me. Mother, don't scold me. If you scold me in the darkest hour, if you scold me in the darkest hour, who knows where I'll die? Who knows where I'll die? I'll be buried in a foreign land. I'll be buried in a foreign land. Who will dig my grave? Who will dig my grave? How could I not regret it, son? How could I not regret it, son? You were laying in my heart. You were laying in my heart. Hey, Zalaishni 
course, Tom Reed, your story stands with the people of Ukraine. And that brings us to the end of yet another episode of Tom Reed, your story. Portions were pre-recorded. Tell your friends if you enjoyed your visit today, because we're always looking for new ones. Thanks, Anchor.fm, for the opportunity. I greatly appreciate it. Until next time, take care, everyone. Bye now. This is Tom Zania. For more information on my availability for your e-learning, commercial, or audiobook project, visit my website at www.tomzvoices.weebly.com. We hope you visit us again real soon for another episode of Tom Reads Your Story.